AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the Home Integration Community for the Home Integration Community. My name is Jeff Hayward, and today we're going to be taking a look at recruitment. Here in the UK, the home technology industry is facing tough times. Too much work and not enough staff is a familiar crime. So what can be done about it? Well, apprentices could be part of that solution. The theme, indeed, for National Apprenticeship Week, which begins on the 7th of February, is Build the Future. On this show, we're going to find out how that theme relates to our own sector and look at practical advice and experiences to help integration businesses be part of that future. Welcome to The Integrated Home. We're joined today by Matt Nimmons from Cedia EMEA, Chaya Lanschultz from Integration Business Indigo Zest, and Natalie Little from Training Provider Skills for STEM. Welcome to you all. Can you please just give us a brief introduction into who you are and your organisation? Matt, would you like to go first? Sure. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, so my name's Matt Nimmons. Uh, I'm the Managing Director for Cedia EMEA. Uh, we are the global trade organisation for the home technology industry. And uh, I look after and support the members and the community across the EMEA region. Chaya, what about you? Hi, I'm Chaya Lanshorts. I'm a director at Indigo Zest. Um, so as you mentioned, we're an integrator. We work really closely with Cedia. We have recently hired some apprentices, so we've kind of been in the process as well and could talk to it, really. Very good. And Natalie, what about Skills for STEM and your uh, role there? So I work for Skills for STEM um, as a business development manager, and we're a global training provider focusing on international and um, national te technical qualifications in construction, engineering and project management. And also we've just launched with, with Cedia, the Smart Home Technician Apprenticeship, which is the first of its kind. Very good. When did that launch? Can you just remind me? The first cohort started with Cedia in February 2021. Fantastic. Okay, so how would you describe the challenge of recruiting young talent for integrators, Chaya? Well, first of all, I guess we just know that there, it's difficult to find skilled individuals for this industry because it's so up and coming and new. Um, so that's the first challenge. The challenge in, in recruiting young talent it's just that it's a very technical, complex industry. So they are not just going to come into this knowing something or even anything. So, and also when you do recruit that way, you are adding to your headcount. So that's also having to deal with additional staff within your organisation. Um, the resources required to support them. I wouldn't say they were a challenge, but you have to consider them. And um, that's like a training plan, both academically and practically. I don't think you can just expect them to come on board and become an integrator. You know, there's a lot of investment in training as well for them. So that's what I would say would be the challenges. And then to understand the funding around it and also just the hiring process is a challenge as well. So pretty, uh, pretty wide ranging, the issues. Matt, is that the sort of experiences that CD members have been sharing with you? 
Yeah, I think I, I can echo really um, what Char has just shared. I mean, as an industry, um, we we are struggling for um, finding new talent. Um, the pool of um, engineers and technicians is quite small. And obviously just better identifying an actual structured career pathway for many people coming in industry up until recently. And I know we're going to talk about it more on the, on this particular podcast, but up until recently there, there wasn't really a defined pathway, young people really to come into our marketplace. Um, but I do think in, in more recent years, the awareness for smart homes and connected homes is certainly on the rise. And we are seeing more and more people now um, looking to come into this space and providing a more structured sort of educational pathway to, to get upskilled uh, in this area. So how has that situation changed for the better, the pathway in particular? Yeah, I think uh, we, we as Cedia uh, noticed this, this challenge uh, a number of years ago, and that's when we uh, started the journey to create uh, an apprenticeship programme for the smart home industry. Um, so it probably dates back now, probably almost four years ago, uh, we pulled together uh, a trailblazer group of employers that, that came together to better identify what are the skills needs for a, uh, a new technician coming into this space. Um, so that took a number of years for it to be uh, approved and ratified. And I think it was uh, the standard itself, the smart home technician apprenticeship standard was um, approved towards the uh, uh, end of 2020 um, and uh, what happens is that is then put on the open market for training providers uh, to essentially uh, apply to deliver that particular apprenticeship and, and skills for STEM were the first training organization to identify this as, as an opportunity and uh, started to uh, build out a program. So Natalie do you want to expand on that and talk about how skills for STEM got involved and what you offer? 50% of our learning is done within CEDIA as a practical, 50% is done um, as theory work that's done online with the support of the company as well. So the employer does a lot of the practical training as well on the job. Um, what makes us different, um, we work, um, is, the, is our adaptive learning. So we, we try to see each candidate as individual. Um, so there's a cognitive assessment, um, which will look at, where the if the if the candidate has some areas that they're not as confident in it looks at how we can work with them and then it offers a monthly hour-long process of of trying to identify and help them with those learning needs um so we also have um bksd which is our maths and english skills and um when you're on the course with us we offer a monthly one-to-one -one which is held with your line manager and your um, and your skill system tutor. And then with it being a 12-month course, which is quite a short apprenticeship in terms of what are some of our other apprenticeships can last up to 36 months, um, you get two 12-week assessments as well, which is more in-depth, where we try and really dig in and make sure that everyone's on the right track to finish their apprenticeship. Just to add to what Natalie shared, I mean, essentially, all of the technical elements related to the apprenticeship um, is very much closely aligned to CEDIA's curriculum. So our cabling and infrastructure technician pathway and our integrated systems technician pathway, uh, all of their, those modules and those technical elements um, 
we're supporting uh, the learning experience um, with skills for STEM. And as Natalie said, the more functional skills and um, are provided by skills for STEM. What attracted you to get involved with the, the programme, Chaya? Um, I think it was quite timely, actually, from the point of view of us as an organisation being ready to take on an apprentice and the government sort of funding opportunity as well as the apprenticeship scheme, the CDO and being available. Um, so I think them three things just happened at the right time for us, um, which was important to understand that, you know, we couldn't just take somebody on until we internally were able to support them as well and to have the right team on the ground level as well to work with the apprentices. That's really important to take on board that you don't, you know, don't ever think you're taken an apprenticeship and see it as cheap labor. It's just not that way. You know, it really is about growing the skills, training somebody um, in-house and working, you know, with the right attitude as well and the opportunities that you can offer. So with the government scheme as well, that encouraged us to support it and knowing that skills for STEM were supporting the academic side it, it really helped knowing that there was a professional structure in place that we could offer the apprenticeships as well. Do you want to just talk a little bit about the the funding available Natalie and how that works? So um, you fall into two categories uh, levy and non-levy payers so if you're a levy payer the um, you you pay a the, the whole course would be funded non-levy payers pay a five percent of the cost of the course um, and then the rest of it is funded by the government and if you take on a business of between the age of 16 and 18 the government will also give you a thousand pounds incentive payment as well they do offer other incentives throughout the year so they had they have run recently which ends at the end of january if you take on an apprentice um, and you've hired them between October and January, then there's an extra £3,000 there up for grabs as well. That does say that ends at the end of January, but I would be surprised if they don't extend it or bring in some something else for the new year. And of course, as Chaya says, it's not about cheap labour, but those incentives definitely help, don't they, Matt? Oh, 100%. Um, and really to, to echo what uh, Chaya shared is that it's so important for the employer to take this seriously because it's not just about the the learning that they take on it's actually uh, in between the the sessions that they're having they really need to be you know um on the tools in the business um shadowing uh, other individuals within within that company otherwise um you know without that hand holding um you're not really going to get that rounded uh, employee at the end of the process and just to share um i think the, the funding band that uh, the smart home apprenticeship standard uh, has been approved is £9,000. So um, the 5% that the employer has to pay, which is um, Indigo Zest in this in instance, is £450 in addition to the salary of the uh, apprentice as well. I think that's important to say because I know we've had some conversations where, and this is very new to us as, a, as an industry. I think if you're from the electrical industry, people are, are, are well aware of hiring an apprentice but we are still an emerging industry we're still growing as an industry and maturing and um, naively uh, understandably some of the businesses are unaware that they actually have to pay a wage to this uh, individual um, and Natalie perhaps might better just share some of that sort of the, the bandings depending on their age. Okay so the minimum wage you know is about to go up in April 
April, there's going to be a new minimum wage. So for 16, 17 year olds, it's £4.62, 18 to 20 year olds, £6.56, and 21 to 22 year olds, £8.36. That's per hour, you know, and apprentice rate, £4.30. Fine. Okay, that's good. And Chaya, one other thing that, that also attracted you to working with Cedia was the Kickstart programme at, at around the same time, wasn't it? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so we found out about the Kickstart scheme before I really understood and explored the apprenticeship scheme. Um, the Kickstart scheme, it just allowed us to recruit young talent um, and trial them really, and as much as it was for them to trial us. And it, so you hire them for six months and you basically allow them to work with you and just sort of give them a chance to see what you what we do, what they do. And if and if you were, you know, if it was a positive outcome, you can then recruit them permanently. So we did that initially. And then the first person we took on, we were so impressed with anyway, and then quickly moved on to the apprenticeship scheme, transferred them over to that. Um, and now they're part of that scheme as well. So it really is a great way to explore young talent and that kickstart scheme Matt that's that's aimed really at helping the long-term unemployed back into work but it can be combined with the apprenticeship program as, as Indigo Zest have done can't it yeah no exactly it, it can be um yeah it was one of these uh many uh government initiatives that was launched kind of during the pandemic um it was very much targeted at 16 to 24 year olds that were um claiming universal tax credits uh, and it was, yeah, it's quite a, an incredible scheme, really, because it actually places uh, individuals into businesses for a period of six months, as Chaya has said. And they have to do a minimum of 30 hours per week. But the government actually funded in its totality their wages and their NI contributions, everything. It was, you know, it was in this instance free labor. Um, so we managed to place, I think, uh, up to 25 individuals uh, across many businesses uh, in the UK uh, last year. Unfortunately, like all these schemes, um, they do come to an end and um, the actual submission period is um, where you could apply ended at the end of last year in December, but we still have a few uh, positions that we're trying to fill uh, which because uh, they close in March, 2022. But uh, this again was probably for us as an organization, one of the first forays into a government funded initiative and we're certainly looking to try and get more involved um, with other government departments to see how we can better uh, support the industry um, and the members particularly around this kind of workforce career development um, initiative okay so chaya let, let me get back to you um describe your apprenticeship experience then give us give us it warts and all how's it how's it been for you Okay, um, so to appreciate that this is, you know, the first cohort, the second cohort, so we're still in a learning process from everything. So sourcing and interviewing was easy. I think just attracting talent, because we knew that they, they didn't require the skills, was actually really refreshing to just see the amount of talent that we had that were interested in it. So that was great. And we were able to recruit locally um, and just give the opportunity to to that 18 to 24 group. How did you put that ad advertising out there? How did you recruit? Was that through social media or just uh, local media? How did you do it? 
we did it through social media and actually through local Facebook groups in our area. So we thought we'd start there first. The Kickstart obviously came through, you had to do it via the job centre, but with the apprenticeship, you did it locally. And so that's how we, we thought we'd try that first and actually it brought in you know, a good response. So we didn't try anything else. And then, so we just went through the normal interview process, but I, the applying for the scheme was probably the most complicated part of it. And, you know, again, I, I appreciate it's a learning at the moment because it was just having to do all the forms for skills for STEM, but having then to go into the government website and figure out whether you've actually applied or not. It was quite complicated. And um, I have to say from whenever we first started to where we are now, it has already improved. Um, so like I said, I appreciate that it was just at the beginning. Um, so that's basically the process, really. I think now that we're in communication with Skills for STEM, they keep us updated um, monthly. They send us a report on how the candidates are getting on. Um, and, and now they're just part of our sort of internal payroll and how we work internally as well and they have Wednesdays off every Wednesdays when they work train with skills for STEM. And you took on two apprentices is that right? Yes that's correct. Did they have anything at all that made you think yes they could succeed in our industry? So the first one didn't have hands-on experience but had an electrical engineering qualification so which has showed us that there was an interest there you know and there was an ability to learn. So that was the first one. And actually, yeah, he's he's just like a sponge at the moment and just taking in so much and learn. He loves the academic side of it as well. Um, and the second one also had an electrical qualification. And but then he worked for a security company and actually was taken on as apprentice, but had no they wouldn't. It was very much the cheap labor scenario. So he never had any formal training or any, you know, a career path. So when he joined us, he had a little bit of knowledge of what we did. He understood the smart home industry, although he had no hands-on experience, but that helped as well. Conducted a, a size and scope survey last year amongst the UK market, and we had over 100 integrators that completed that survey. And we will be coming to the market with a, a report on all of our findings. But I managed to uh, dig out some uh, specific uh, information and data around uh, recruitment and employment and 50% uh, of those that um, took part in the survey said they were looking to add new technical people to their business in 2022 which I think was encouraging positive to show that our industries continue to grow and there is a need for um, additional resource um, but what I found really uh, exciting is that 30% of those people that conducted the survey said they were planning to uh, employ an apprentice in the next 12 months. So again, that is encouraging um, for us all um, as an industry that uh, awareness, I think, and, and that's the challenge that we have at the moment is just creating more awareness about the workforce programs and the, the government incentives that are available to employers, because this is such a new area for many of us in the industry. Um, so yeah, we took um, great satisfaction in seeing that as many as a third of uh, the people that participated uh, were looking to hire an apprentice, you know, in, in the coming months. What sort of awareness would you say there is in the industry, Natalie, about the apprenticeship scheme? So we've been working with Matt um, and I've 
attended a few of the CEDIA um, events where we've stood on a stand and had conversations and there does seem to be a real appetite for um for the apprenticeships i mean we 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 generally do a roll-on scheme with our apprenticeship so we we join monthly but because the smart home technician course is so very specialized um and it's a brand new we've we've kind of set it as a, a once a year enrollment so our next enrollment will be this year and we said if there's enough appetite we'll bring it forward to kind of may june time and already i've had a lot of interest from people that I've met at the events who said like we are really keen to get started and you know want want some help in um, get getting some symbols into the industry. What would you say, uh, Chaya? Are the key things that integrators need to be aware of if they are getting involved in the program? What what internal things do they need to be set up to do? So there is a salary to pay, so they do become part of your payroll. And so that needs to be considered. It's a headcount. You have to have an internal team set up. So our team on site, we have to share the knowledge with them in order for them to train the apprentices as well. So we have to put a program in place. So that's really important. You know, you, you've got to have some sort of structure around it. And actually, I think that's one of the things that would be great to further develop, obviously, with CEDIA is we've got the academic training and the practical on site, but maybe look at a program so that we're ticking off and we're working together a bit more with the things with the apprenticeships on site that would be that would be great going forward internally child do you officially call what you're doing uh, or those people who are looking after the apprentices are they mentors or would you recommend that they be called that or given some sort of support to be like that yes definitely um yeah we would definitely look at them as mentors and the way we structure it internally is when we plan the projects when we plan on a weekly basis we will make sure that the apprentice is assigned to the right mentor based on what skills they're going to be learning on site that week and then we'll speak to the mentors to say this is what these guys need to be learning can you make sure you double check on that so yes for sure when you're bringing these individuals into your business you do need to hold their hands and don't expect the uh, training provider to be giving them all the information that they require it is a very much a two-way relationship that we've observed in terms of uh, the employer to Chaya's point you know they do need to have an internal program where they can the theory that the uh, apprentice is learning about they can actually put that into into perspective and reality and on site and in a real life uh, scenario so don't leave them sort of in the wilderness and, you know, allow them just to get on with it on their own. I think it's it's, it's an important decision to make. And, um, you know, we've got the CEDIA team are here to provide any kind of updates and information that, that is required. And please reach out to us. And I'm sure uh, Natalie and the team at uh, Skills for STEM can also provide that support, especially around the, the funding side of it, because it is to Chaya's point, you know, complicated. There's a lot of paperwork involved. And um, if you're not used to doing that process, um, you perhaps need that handholding. And, um, you know, we have the resources in place to support that. Natalie, is there anything you'd like to add in terms of support provided by Skills for STEM? Yeah, so um, just going back to the point about the paperwork, um, anytime, anytime the government wants to give you some money, they're going to make you jump through some hoops to get it. So, you know, if you go in with your with your eyes, you know, eyes on the prize, you know, it's there to be taken. You're going to have to follow a process. We are happy to help through that process. I've um, 
I've, I've sent out um, YouTube videos for customers to, to walk them through how to set the DAS up, uh, which is the digital apprenticeship service. So to, in order to claim funding, we've got a whole onboarding team and a customer services team and client services team who are there to help guide you through that process. And just to mirror what Matt said about um, to get the best out of your apprentice, you, you kind of have to think about you taking on the apprentice, not skills system and CEDIA taking them on. You know, as an employer, you are taking on an apprentice. It's your job to train them and, and to get them to, to be the person that you want them to be. CEDIA and skills system are just there to support that journey for you and to help document that journey and to make sure that at the end of it, you have a qualification or a bit of paper that says that I can do this. So really, it really falls on the employer to do to do a lot of the heavy lifting as well. Can I just add something to that? The apprentices, they have to pass their training course in order to, for us to qualify for the funding. So it's also important that we ensure, you know, obviously not just for the funding's sake, but that they there is an end result to this. They have to they have to stay on and they have to pass the training, you know, to qualify. Absolutely. Yeah. The funding will, so the funding comes in stages and the, the whole point of them is to pass their endpoint assessment. So to be able to, to show an independent marker that they are competent in all of the skills that they've been taught in order for the funding to come through completely. So absolutely, yeah, it has, it's, a, it's, a, it's a journey and they have to stay on it and they have to finish it. Okay, so let's talk about where the programme actually leads. Um, how long is the apprentice programme and where do you where do you see it ending up, Chaya, for you? So the apprenticeship programme is now a year. And for us, um, it's, you know, for them, they, that they've gained valuable hands-on experience as well as the sort of the formal training. Um, already, as far as we're concerned, we're training them and they will continue to, the whole goal is for them to, become permanent members of our team which essentially they are right now but they do have to obviously qualify and then become that so that's that's what it is for us and I think even in the time they've been here we can see the their learning has developed and their technical ability and, and just also just because they are young making sure they know how to work in a company and be on site and you know the client facing skills as well they're learning all of that as well so an internal communication there's a lot of things it's not just being an integrator but that's what we we are seeing and developing and hoping that they will continue to want to stay with us as well Matt what do you what do you think should be the aspiration for integrators who get involved with the scheme well I think in a nutshell it is to find uh, a full-time employee at the end of the process I think that's ultimately the goal um, I think as we identified at the beginning uh, of the podcast is that as an industry, um, you know, that skilled workforce uh, is under-resourced and we need more people to come in there. So um, ultimately, as it, for, the, yeah, for the employer is really to um, utilise this particular programme uh, to get the, the financial support from the government to essentially educate the individual. And as we've already mentioned, that we still have to pay them uh, an apprenticeship wage but um, it's supported by the government um, funding. Um, so ultimately, you then have that uh, peace of mind that for those 12 months, you've brought somebody into your business. I'm sure Ch Chara and Nikolai are uh, instilling their ways um, of the culture within Indigo Zest to these new people coming in. 
um, so that at the end of the process, when they pass their endpoint assessment, that they want to stay with that business and continue to de develop their career and um, perhaps move, you know, within that business into other roles. Natalie, is there anything you want to add to, to what Matt and Chaya have said? It's just that you're taking, um, for me, the apprenticeship scheme is about being able to, to get your workforce to work the way you want them to work by taking on um, some, some brand new people who are really keen to learn and to create loyal, a loyal workforce and that, to become the next generation. So a lot of the, the small home technicians are, are small businesses, family businesses. It's about keeping the sustainability of, of, the, of the craft, really, just making sure that everybody's on the same page. So the challenge really is to make more integration businesses aware that this scheme is out there. They can get some funding for it. And ultimately, it's, it seems to me like a no brainer if you're if you want to bring on young people into your business. Yeah, definitely. And, and Jeff, just to obviously I'm here representing Cedia, but ultimately this the apprenticeship is available to any business that is seeking to bring a, uh, a smart home technician apprentice into their, their organization. So they don't have to be a CDA member. Um, they don't have to even be necessarily in the AV channel. They could be from a, another industry that's looking to bring somebody in to open up a new division within that space. So, um, you, know, just, you know, just be aware that it's not, it's not a CDA member program in that regard. But ultimately, the, the limitation is that it's just UK only at present. Yeah, just, just to re-emphasise that the uh, current smart home technician apprenticeship is only available to businesses in England. So if you're in Scotland, Wales or Ireland, uh, you will be uh, unable to take advantage of the, the government funding. However, rest assured that um, Cedia and uh, a number of my colleagues have already started to have conversations, uh, particularly with the Scottish government to see whether we can uh, accelerate uh, the program into those markets as well. Um, so uh, stay tuned for further updates uh, over the coming months in that area. So Chaya, how would you describe the overall apprenticeship experience for you? Overall, I think it's been amazing, hugely rewarding. Um, again, as I say, for us, it was very much for what it is for it's actually a helping allowing transferring them skills into sort of the young team and building them up so that's ticked the box for us because that's actually what we really wanted to do was achieve that um, and I think we have and it's been great to have the support around it as well so on the whole really really um just a really good experience and like I said though please do bear in mind you have to do it for the right reasons Sure. And uh, Natalie, what advice would you have for integrator businesses who want to get involved? To reach out to either ourselves, Skills for STEM, on our website, um, skillsystem.co.uk, or to Matt, um, Cedia, and just start asking questions. And then we can send out some information and we can talk you through the process. Natalie, where should people go if they want to find out more? Um, you can go to our website, which is skillsforstem.co.uk. Um, we're on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us there. Yeah, so if people uh, want to know more about the, the workforce initiatives that we've been speaking about, um, you can head to the Cedia website uh, and to cedia.net forward slash apprenticeships. Or alternatively, uh, you can just go into uh, 
Google. And if you just uh, search for smart home technician apprenticeship, that will take you to the Institute for Apprenticeships. And there you will be able to find a little bit more about um, the occupational profile of um, the apprenticeship program and all the areas of knowledge that, that they'll be learning. It just gives you a bit of a deeper dive into the various uh, subsystems and uh, information that the, the, the individual. So either, either places, either our own website or go to the Institute for Apprenticeships. I just want people to be aware that uh, week commencing the 7th of February is National Apprenticeship Week. And uh, CEDIA as an organisation hasn't had a great deal to say about it uh, in recent years, but um, we are looking to put together some um, voiceovers from a number of employers, uh, not just uh, Indigo Zest. We're going to uh, be talking to some other employers that have uh, taken on an apprentice uh, in the last 12 months. So look out on the social feeds for more information um, and just really upskill your knowledge uh, into this area and I think it needs planning and, and process in, in your business so don't worry that you know you're not going to recruit somebody tomorrow you know you just need to be planning this for the future and uh, you know getting all the information to hand so that you're better prepared to make that decision. Thank you Matt, Chaya and Natalie great to talk with you and hear what you have to say about the apprenticeship program. If you enjoyed the show, then please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Integrated Home Pod. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony and distributed by Meridian. We are a Wildwood production. The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.